Welcome. You've made it tough shit. Good job, everybody. Podcast puts first world problems into perspective. We are your hosts. I'm Chris. And I am Corey. Took me 17 episodes to get that right. Yep. Or 16. I don't know. We, 17. We'll go back and forth. I'm sure at some point we'll just start giving odd names or wrong names. Or I had a proud moment the other day Let's when my it. dad was telling me what episode he was listening to. Yeah. And I'd ask him, well, what one's that? Because I already forgot. Oh, wow. Yes, we've gotten far enough that I've forgotten I what think, episodes we've done. I think 17, 16. I want to say this is 17. Oh, and on that note, we do have a new platform that's playing this wonderful show. We got okayed to be on Pandora. Twitch. We're not on Twitch. Pandora. We're on Pandora. <laughs> so, which is kind of exciting. That's because, cool. Those well, are like, yeah, we're, we're on. We were on Spotify. We still are. We're on. But Pandora is a little more exclusive. There's only thousands of podcasts. Yeah, exactly. Instead of hundreds. Of <laughs> instead thousands of hundreds of, of thousands. So, and from what we understand, some poor fuck at Pandora had to listen to us for it to be because they have to approve them yeah you got to get approved so i i believe uh they have to listen to some of it though maybe it was that new intro we did that saved us i doubt it probably (laughs) (laughs) probably so um on the uh media type stuff we also do have an instagram if you want to see what we look like for whatever reason uh it is at ts podcast official and we put funny pictures up and Things that relate to the stories that we're telling. <laughs> I hope we're not doing a photo today. No, this is no, our first. I, this is our first like night recording. Yeah, so this is a this is a weekday. This is strange for and us. And I'm really tired, and I feel like my face reflects that right now. I was about to say you look like dog I shit. Feel exhausted. <laughs> I had no sleep. And actually, actually, this is probably the most appropriate time to do our topic today. Yes, because it. This topic that has interfered with our hobby, and that's why we're doing this recording so late. Yes. Today's topic is jobs. You know, the daily grind, your profession or trade or whatever you want to call it. Can but we call it, Can we call the episode Tough Shit Jobs Fair? J- jobs Fair? Yeah. Like, like, like we're hosting fair. a job yes, fair exactly. to work? <laughs> yes. Come on. We have zero, zero money. <laughs> Will you work for free? And That's do, an internship. Sure, yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, but no, I mean, jobs have been around since mankind pretty much started getting their shit together, and uh, we all have to deal with them. That is, of course, you're unable to work. Not unwilling to work. Unable. Huge difference there. Oh, here we go. I'm We're just saying. No, no. $600. Fight for 15 <laughs> Fucking Christ. Corey just came from the VFW. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> I'm a Legion man, all right? <laughs> oh, shit. Actually, so, I'm surprised it took us this long to do a Jobs episode. And can I say right now that I fully intend for this not to be our only Jobs episode. We could have done an entire podcast or yeah. program on <clears throat> shitty jobs. We could have called it uh, Filthy Employment with Mike Blow. I I believe there was already an entire television series called Dirty Jobs with Mike Rowe. Oh. That's yeah. pretty close to mine. Yeah, hmm. yeah. You would probably get sued. All right, well, we'll so, backstay that. Either but, way, yeah, I, I guarantee we'll come back to jobs in the future, just like several of our other topics. We can come back for part two or three or whatever. I mean, there's... You pick up on that? Yeah, I can hear the ice in your cup. So I'm can our listeners. I'm having coffee. <laughs> it's I'm just, very tired. It's just what he needs. Uh, yeah, some of the complaints that come with jobs... Um, Everyone has had to work a shitty job or had to do something shitty at their job at some point. That is a safe assumption. Yeah, there's having, you know, to work unexpected overtime, having to work, you know, with an asshole or a, have a shithead manager or boss. Yeah, I used to work with Corey. Yeah, yeah, way <laughs> up, ditto. Uh, shitty hours or, you know, getting called in on your day off. Uh, depending your level of complaining, the list can really go on and on. Uh, a lot of people just, you know deal with things at their job but some people just fucking complain about everything every day at their job it's like you're pulling their teeth out every day when you walk through the door you know the the whiner co-worker which would be a complaint well so, are you complaining about them i guess like if you're complaining yes. about the whiner co-worker i have this to say about that and okay. i have complained about a lot of jobs yes you're you're There's the t- yeah I, yeah he yeah. has had a very uh colorful jobs past my array of past employment is like i was thinking about the other day we had seinfeld we had the one where george is trying to get that apartment and there's that like 
poor immigrant guy that they're both doing interviews to get the apartment. He has this horrible sob story. And then George <laughs> comes in with all of I his bullshit. I vaguely remember it, yeah. And everybody's in tears by the end. Susan's dead, all that. Yeah. That's kind of what I thought of when I was looking at my past employment. All my own fault. Yeah. Believe it or not. <laughs> Do you want to... Okay, I, I guess. Uh, do you, would you like to uh, share a personal story? From I got your seven. Past? Seven. So I, these are these are your complaints, or are these just okay? All right. Well, go ahead. Bad days. Let's hear it. Bad days at I work. Change Shitty the page, jobs. The first one on here is just to tell you that Mandy and I both got leeches on us this weekend. Walking in the creek. Yes, I got one on my finger, and I unmanned myself. Wow. I was very embarrassed. I was embarrassed. With how I had to get it off. Standing then we got out. in the creek just shaking your I hand. I shook the hell out of my hand. I got wrapped around my finger. And I go, <laughs> someone sees you from behind. Like, the hell are you doing in the creek, boy? The fucking dog was embarrassed. <laughs> and then we get out. Mandy takes her sandals off. And she's like, oh, there's a leech on my foot. And pulls it right off like it's nothing. Ugh. Yeah. But that's not a job. No, that's that's fun. That's recreation that got a little out of hand. Oh, well, let's see. Uh, where can I start? When I was 13, I started working at, should I say the names of restaurants? They're closed. The Hostiga. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 13 years old. First job. Really excited. Had to go. They put, I remember they put the dumpster across the street in the fucking woods with this street light that was on the other side of the parking lot and bears would get oh, into yeah. the dumpster and you'd go over and You could go the, bear watching there. I remember. Yes. Yeah. And I never, I saw him, but I remember Matt. I know. Matt's a listener. Hey, good job. Uh, going over there and opening the dumpster, and there's a fucking bear in the dumpster. And then we come back inside, and we were underage children. And the chefs would get the ends of little towels wet. And uh-huh. whip the puck out of, fuck out of the back of our legs, and we'd bleed. Wow. That was my first job. Uh, that I can see yeah. why you're turned off by employment at a young age. Yeah. Do you want me to go through all of these, or do you want? I only have one specific story of that was a a tough day of work. I guess it wasn't necessarily bad, but it was tough. But you have like ten, so <laughs> I mean, that... okay. Let's see, let's just all right. them all real quick. Shot, shotgun through some of Boom. them. Fucking mason jar doing dishes again because couldn't do anything else. Oh, I used to go help. Actually, you, I used to go help job. you close on Tuesdays yeah. or Wednesdays. Yeah, Steal and I didn't even fucking work there. <laughs> you'd vacuum at night so yeah. that we close a little sooner. Yeah. Remember drinking wine coolers while we were supposed to be doing salads for people. Yeah. Uh, whenever the sewer backed up, I had to go down to the basement. <laughs> Fifteen years old with a shop back for hours, sucking up the neighbor's shit for five bucks an hour. Let's see. Where'd I go from there? I was a fucking lifeguard at the YMCA. I got fired because I was hungover on a Saturday watching kids, and I fell asleep. <laughs> that is <laughs> true. It's a goddamn therapy pool. <laughs> it's 100 degrees. I'm soaked in yingling. <laughs> that is, got that fired is from true. The Who gets fired from the fucking YMCA? I know. They're taking in young men and Christians to live upstairs because they have jobs. They fired me. <laughs> I'm losing my you're voice. You're supposed to protect people who are swimming, and you're fucking passed out in the chair. The thing is, though, if you're lifeguarding the elderly, probably the least responsible person is the person they have there, because you know what I mean? Because they're already... Yeah. Anyway, so, got down to the... These aren't even in order. Uh, let's see. I worked at a rent owned company on a very poor Indian reservation. That was some of awful. the best stories of my life. It was it was weekly. Yeah, I would talk to you weekly. Be like, what happened at work? And you would have the most fucking outlandish tales that were all true. Yeah, because like, it was a. I mean, okay, walk the, into the one house. Didn't they have like pet foxes? A, uh, fennec fox. Yeah, just running around, you could pissing, piss from outside in yeah. the street. Yeah, just they'd return the thing. People would, ret- I, I mean, it was a disgusting job. And the thing about it is, <laughs> and I shouldn't be just picking on like, it's a shitty area. It is. It is. A, gotta, it's, it's a very it's depressed very sad. area. Um, but the if anybody doesn't know what the rent-owned industry is, it's a group of scumbags <laughs> taking advantage of other scumbags. That's pretty much the long and the short of it. Yep. Yep. Then do it on a very poor reservation. 
Yeah. Yes. Uh, oh, and then I worked in a smoke shop on the reservation because I remember at the time I didn't even smoke, but they'd give you one free drink a day, and I'd get an orange juice. And even the orange juice bottle tasted like a cigarette. It yeah, tasted like an ashtray. Remember the, I think we talked about it a little bit in the tax episode, the cigarettes? Oh, yeah. See, you we've done about... so many of them. <laughs> You're I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, I worked for a textile company. I delivered uniforms and rugs. Yeah. I, uh, I remember my boss was a super nice guy. He gave me a lot of chances that he shouldn't have to. He was a very religious man, but he smoked cool cigarettes with a K, uh, with and he'd K. give them to me occasionally. I love the story of when you were driving down the interstate, and the back door of the van blew open, oh, yeah, and everyone's gave... uniforms blew out. And well, they gave me the worst van. The handles on the back of it were upside down, so if I piled too many uniforms in the back of the van, which is where they went, the doors would open, and then I'd go... <laughs> Six lanes of traffic, and all the whole truck unloads in the Miller Expressway. I pull over and frogger my way across to collect all of them. I'd say that was one of the best ones. That was good. Oh, oh and did I mention I accomplished all of this with one year uh, at Buff Seat in English and theater? Yep. See where yep. it's gotten me. I, I still, I'm telling you, I don't know why you're hung up on that. Yeah, I know. That probably, <laughs> that wasn't a real practical No, decision. no. <laughs> So. I got a shit ton of them, but maybe yeah. we'll keep them for the next one. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, yeah, we should. So, all right, I'll, I'll tell mine real quick. Uh, it wasn't necessarily bad, uh, but it was probably the hardest day I ever worked uh, in my life. It was, uh, we had to do a college campus, three floors worth of doors. And if you ever have to move commercial doors, they are fucking heavy. Yeah, but they're on hinges. No, no, we open. we had to unhinge. Oh, you're not just opening. <laughs> no, them. no, no. We had to start on the third floor, <laughs> unhinge every door, walk it down. I mean, it was an old ass building too, so the stairwells were super narrow. Walk each door down, take it outside, throw it on a flatbed truck, and we would fill the flatbed truck up, drive it. I don't know, three hundred yards across campus to another building, unload them all by hand again put them awkwardly on a cart, wheel them under a basement, and go back and get more. Three floors worth. We did it all. Me and another guy. That was it all fucking day. Like, yeah, just that sounds completely cashed by the end of it. Because, of, yeah, commercial door, I mean, yeah, you move it, you don't think about it. But they're fucking heavy. They were heavy as shit. And um, I even remember we ended up working over because we got so close to finishing. We're like, all right, fuck it. We're almost done. Let's just do it. And it was just cash. That was probably the hardest I worked because it was eh, – that's before we were utilizing, like, telehandlers and proper material handlers and shit like that. It's like, hey, just bulldog this shit downstairs. Like and, everybody did. Like how they made the yeah. pyramids. <laughs> exactly. It was miserable. Where nowadays we would fucking boom a machine up to the window and throw the door on well, the yeah, forks. Wait you're in your mid to late 30s before you start working in a way that smarter, makes sense instead yeah. of just fucking killing yourself. Yeah, the, the smarter, not harder thing is true. But, <laughs> so, that, but yeah, that was it. That, I just had a very rough... I've had a ton of quote-unquote bad days where fucked, a, you know, fucked up shit happened, but that was probably the hardest day, I guess. Everybody has a shitty day at work, and I yeah. think that's actually a prime example of like... Uh, how do I put this? Um, yeah. There's been a lot worse jobs. And oh yeah. I think that we're gonna cover that. Yeah, we're a gonna cover that. Yeah, yeah. Before we Absolutely. get to can I say mm-hmm. if you don't like your job, fucking find something else. Yeah. I think just if you can be miserable anywhere, so yeah. just try and do well, something you enjoy. I, I would say if you have yeah, people getting hung up about their job, like, oh my fucking job sucks. It's so bad, blah, blah, blah. You know. As I can say personally, as a like a creative person, it took me forever to realize this. I wish I would have realized this when I was younger. So if you're younger, pay attention or don't because that's what young people do. I know I did. But anyway. <laughs> right? Yes, I wish I had stayed with English and theater. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he'd be crushing it right now. I would be. <laughs> no, if you're a creative person and you're working a shitty job or you're working any job, the only advice I can have is like, Find a job that you're okay at, like you're not diehard about, but you're okay at. And in your free time, try to utilize your creativity and, you know, maybe 
try to start a stellar podcast like this one exactly do a podcast do youtube do art sell art like open a you know do a a pinterest and sell your little knickknacks or whatever like don't overprice it don't be (laughs) so but i guess what i'm saying is like yeah just try to be somewhat happy at your job but if it's still you know I mean, yeah, I'm not saying don't follow your dreams, but it's okay to just don't let it kill you. Okay. Don't yeah. let it drag you down. Yeah, exactly. So um, on that, uh, I have a little statistic, and then we can get into some stories. Yes. All yes. right. I uh, have a longer story than it has been lately. Okay. Because they put too much filler in it. I will try not to interrupt you then as much. I, uh, no, I don't care if you can. All right. So real quick, uh, according to oldest.org, uh, some of the oldest jobs in history, and this is pretty obvious, are builders, farmers, surprisingly, like musicians and artists and storytellers, because you had to relay information to yeah. other generations. Yeah. How about prostitutes? Uh, it wasn't on there. Isn't that the oldest that's profession? The, that's the saying, oh, yeah. Okay. Um, tailors, uh, hunters slash butchers, uh, and tool makers. Yeah, I found it kind of weird that aromatherapist and podcaster wasn't on that list, but <laughs> it shouldn't <laughs> pretty, be. Pretty, pretty obvious, pretty obvious thing. So, you know, like if you if you think you have some shit job, like oh, I work in a butcher shop. Well, you've been holding it down for mankind. That's since not something beginning. I could handle. When that leech came off of Mandy's foot the other day, I very squeamishly <laughs> smashed it with this little sledgehammer. Oh, and then I wow. had to wipe it up with a tissue. It's so brave. Yeah. Take that. Oh. <laughs> I hit a, I hit a, uh, a was, what's the bird everybody hates? Starlings? Yes. Okay. I hit one with the impressive the other day. Good. And I was on the expressway, and the whole way I'm sweating. I'm like, oh, God, I hope it's not still stuck in the bumper when I get to work. Fuck that thing. Because I don't know what to do. I would have to try and off with a stick they are the roach of the sky but all anyway. right <laughs> i believe you have the Here's, honor yes let's get first let's get the first idea of the podcast. story let's get to our story let's hear about some this rough supposed, jobs yes some jobs that are some just hardships garbage jobs. awful and everybody's just gonna listen to this they're gonna feel good about their job wherever they are um and here we go and so this is gonna probably become a theme i'm gonna open this with a disclaimer as i said this is a lot longer than it should be because the topic i picked today there's actually not a ton of information on it okay so i decided to write it in a kind of a different way than we normally do so i've I've written this um as a, a job interview okay so we're gonna play a part okay you are going to be welsh Corey because this takes place in wales all right. I'm, and this is not a reflection on Corey in any way. This is actually a very despicable character. But So I'm but, the despicable character or you are? Well, you're playing the despicable character. You're actually not even playing him. I'm going to give... I think this would have gone better if you actually gave me some lines to read. Well, <laughs> this, like I said, this all is right. an experiment. All right, so, all right. You are coming in for a job and I am interviewing you. Okay? But right. first... I need you to do something for me. Mm-hmm. All right. This is tinfoil, if anybody's wondering. Yeah, if you hear this noise. Okay. Corey, Christopher this is, brought a loaf this of is bread. A prop. This is our first prop episode. We're getting into prop, second prop episode. Yeah, first episode. You brought coffee to our oh, coffee fuck. episode. Well, this is wow, our second. Wow, you don't remember shit. No, this is our second <laughs> prop episode. We're getting into prop comedy here at Tough Shit. I have brought a real loaf of Portuguese saloyo bread. It's Corey's favorite bread. Looks good. Never had it in my life. Okay. So there's two (laughs) In the interest of time, there's two slices I have cut off. One is buttered and one is not. Will you please have some of that right now? What did you do to it? Nothing at all. Do you you want a buttered one or non-buttered one? I'm not eating it. I, I, I will absolutely. <laughs> I, I am already I will sketched absolutely out about this. 100% crossway for yours. There's nothing wrong with this bread. Okay. I'm this taking a just, bite of the buttered butt. But this is only. Is that what it's called? The end of the bread? The husk? It's the heel. The heel? Yeah. There you go. Eat that bread. All right. Corey's eating the bread. Did you just dosh me? Nope. But Welsh Corey might be in some trouble. All right. So, what? Here we go. This is it. This is a job interview. And uh, Corey, you are Welsh, Corey. Um, let's see. Here's the cast. Blech. God damn. That was wasn't dry. that very good? It was all right. All right. Uh, 
Welsh, Corey, uh, and you were a shiftless layabout, drunkard, living embodiment of everything a failure could be. Played by Corey. Okay. And you're Welsh. <clears throat> I am also Welsh, and my name is Tom Hardy. I am a local union leader. Okay. And you were Time looking... frame? Now. Guess... Okay. Yes, current day. Oh, modern day. Yes, yes. <clears throat> and you are looking for a job, obviously. Okay. So you've come to me. I cannot do a Welsh accent, and I will not try. I d decided against it. In okay. fact, I picked Tom Hardy because I was going to watch the movie Locke because apparently he does a very bad Welsh accent in Locke. I thought if I watched it, I could glean something off of it, and I just never watched it. So this is a missed opportunity. Okay. I might do it once throughout this whole thing. All right. And there will be opportunities throughout this interview where I will describe your physical response, and if you feel the need to, to respond and say something, you are the interviewee, you can do so. Okay. <clears throat> Thank you for joining. Oh, let's put our glasses on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Real okay. professional. <clears throat> Trying to get get a job here and the guy interviewing me can't even fucking read well do you want me to do it all in welsh <laughs> thank oh, you for right, joining right. me here today Corey. <laughs> no we're not doing that all right thank you for joining me here today Corey, at the gargleshire cemetery and zen garden uh gargleshire is the fictional town in wales that this is taking place in okay <clears throat> gargleshire i am tom hardy union officer of the gargleshire shire local number 69 <clears throat> mm -hmm. and yes that is the number that we naturally landed on I'd thank you to try and keep your giggles to a minimum, if you'd please. I did bring it to the attention of my superiors that the local 69 could be misconstrued in a town called Gargle. Uh, but my warnings fell upon deaf ears. They are old men and literally do not know what 69ing is. <laughs> I tried to demonstrate, but due to some miscommunication between the receptionist and myself, we instead performed an Alaskan pipeline, which is why I'm sitting on this donut today. But that is neither here nor there. I uh, understand Come that. You, I understand that you are here today for a job interview. Yeah, and I'm a drunkard. Oh well, look at that. Corey will likely respond here with something probably unintelligible if he can manage to respond at all. Give him a moment to conjure up some thread of a thought. But that was pretty good. Okay. Okay. All right. Good. Good. I'm glad to see a young person that's willing to work, um, even if that job is a, uh, for good reason, typically a little harder to fill. Do you know who I am, Corey, and what time-honored profession that I represent? Nope. I just need booze money and so I can be drunk and lay about. Okay. Sounded, you gave me a character. I know. It's a little more it. Native American than Welsh, but that's, uh, <laughs> that's okay. You're doing good. You're doing good. That's actually better than what I wrote down. Like uh, 1950s movie Native American? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. I'll quit talking like a robot. Okay. You and I, Corey are obviously both very proud Welshmen. Uh, just listen to our natural, thick, unrecognizable as a language Welsh accents. You, let's try. I uh, get my job. Exactly. Very good. All right. As I, <laughs> as I mentioned before, I am the union leader here in Gargleshire for the local number 69. We are looking to recruit new members and employees Perhaps you've heard recently that in an effort to spur not only our local economy, but also some civic pride, uh, Gargleshire is in the process of receiving a grant geared toward producing jobs that are deeply rooted in our Welsh culture. Uh, the hope being... Aye. Aye. Thank you. Okay. Yes. That's right. I'm, you're, you can talk. This is an interview. So but Aye. let's just maybe turn your head a little bit. Aye. You talk right at me. All right. So... <laughs> The hope being to not only provide you, sir, with an income, but also to make uh, maybe make Wales itself a little more attractive to the recent wave of dark tourists. Mm. Yes. Uh, that being said, the position that you are here to, pending the outcome of this interview, Phil, is a tradition that has not been practiced in Wales for quite some time. Have you, my dear Welsh Corey, ever heard of a sin eater? Uh, yes, I've heard the term, but I don't remember what it is. That's very good. I had that this was going to blow your mind. Be I, patient while he <laughs> stutters his way toward a response. But you apparently have not gotten too far into the drink yet today. So well done. Oh, you have heard of this? I believe it was on one of the several lists I looked at, but I did not select to read more about it. Wonderful. Which is yes. what I wrote. I feel oh, before this interview. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Job Wonderful. Interview. I feel fortunate to have the opportunity to explain the honor of such a position to you. Well, 
A sin eater played a very necessary role in the lives of Welshmen for a very long time. The local sin eater was a known entity in every Welsh village from easily the 16th century on well into the 19th century. It's really a shame that the practice has fallen by the wayside. If the tradition had continued to thrive, then I think Wales wouldn't find itself knee-deep in the crisis it is currently embroiled in. Do you know what crisis exactly I am that I'm speaking of, Corey? I have right... Uh, let's see how close this is. He, of course, does not. This man cannot see beyond a bottle. In fact, as Mr. Hardy looks up from his question, Corey is placing one of his own fingernails into his shirt pocket. I don't have a shirt pocket. Or a shirt. I'll just tweak my nipple in a, in anticipation of you picking on me for being a drunkard. <laughs> do you do you have any idea what the crisis is I'm talking about, this Welsh crisis? The amount of whales surrounding us. No. Because that's where we live. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ghosts, Corey. Fuck I'm me. talking about all these damn ghosts. Can you not see them, man? Mr. Hardy waves his arms around himself in a circle as sur if surrounded by a crowd. He lets out a squeak as he slides off his inflatable donut and gently... <laughs> I squeaked for you. And gently props himself back up. Thank you, sir. Uh, don't you see, Corey? It was the job of the sin eater to literally consume the sins of the deceased. He sacrificed himself. He sacrificed his soul in order for sweet that sweet Welsh child of God to find peace in heaven for all eternity. Were this selfless and, uh, yes, usually drunk husk of a human being not to take on this burden, then the poor ghost of the newly dead would be anchored to this plane by the weight of their own sins, these apparitions endlessly stalking the cemeteries and lanes of our sleepy Welsh villages. Better the ghosts of a few lonely sin-eaters than towns bursting with generations of lost souls. I suppose, Corey, you may be asking yourself how exactly... Uh, a sin eater consumes the sins of one of his own Welshmen. I'm, uh, I don't know, but I'm going to eat some more bread. Okay, that's good. Thank, yeah, help yourself. I predicted that you were going to shit your pants. Uh, but, yep, there he goes. Very, All right. very silly bread. <laughs> Mr. Hardy watches in obvious disgust, takes a deep <laughs> breath, and regrets it, then continues on. Well, Corey, you enjoying that bread? No. <laughs> well, Corey, it's actually quite simple. You consume the sins of these poor souls using your mouth. You appear to me to be a man who has used his mouth to earn money before. But perhaps in this oh. case... <laughs> perhaps in this case, you'll find the process a little more appetizing. You see, my dear soiled man, while the Welsh aren't always the first at everything, we are almost always without question the best at any task we take up. And that goes doubly for sin-eating. I will explain how this works quickly. Fair and, enough. <laughs> and you can carry on to wherever it is you deposit yourself nightly and perhaps change your undergarments. Nope. Okay. Do you have any other undergarments? Nope. Free bond. Okay. So when a person finally expires, <laughs> they are... <laughs> Do we have any other candidates? Are you the only one who showed up for this? Correct. All right. So anyway. When a person finally expires, they are often saddled with a lifetime of sins and uh, missteps. I'm sure that even an imbecile such as yourself can recognize times when you have allowed yourself to be led astray. Nope. I, Live a perfect life. Okay. I don't know. I, I, I don't know why you keep talking down to me, pal. This is. I just want a fucking job. You're supposed job. to be a drunkard. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm so drunk. <laughs> I peed my pants. <laughs> All right, what, what's the job? What the fuck am I doing here? Okay, so even the uh, um, the Welsh are fallible and have been known to make the occasional mistake. It's the job of the local sin eater to take this load of sins using his mouth so that the sinner can experience the ecstasy and sweet release of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever the sin happens to be does not matter, at least not to the sinner his or herself. The full weight of each and every sin and misdeed over the course of the entire life of the recently deceased will be, after the ritual of the sin eater, entirely yours, Corey, to bear. If, of hmm. course, I know it's sounding pretty appealing. It's better pay well. If you are hired today by the sin eaters union local number 69, no matter the affront, all will be forgiven, be it murder, rape, public lewdness, robbery, adultery. What if you rape a murderer? Ah, that's pretty good. Yeah, I guess that could be a get out of jail free. 
Robert, okay, so yes, that would be fine. You can go ahead and do that. <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. All right. So no matter... Sins. Get back to the Robbery, pile of adultery, sins. Raping a murderer. Even asking above the MSRP on Poshmark. All of them will be forgiven. Because the selfless and humble sin eater has willingly saddled this burden for himself. Are you following me here, Corey? I'm getting an idea. You okay. want me to be like... Um, the the fall guy for everyone else's fucked up shit. Exactly. All right. So, good. Good. I'm glad you're keeping up so far. Yeah, I, I think so. Now, as I said, the Welsh, difficult as it is to believe, we're not the first players in the Canapan uh, field, as they say. What? Canapan is an ancient Welsh sport. Oh, yeah. I forgot. I play it every Tuesday with my buddy. Chris. I don't actually know anything about it either. I think it's like soccer on the beach. But I didn't want to, I, I was trying to throw a Welsh sport in there. So, anyway, how about a brief recounting of some pioneers of sin eating methods, which went on to act as a foundation for the flawless Welsh practice that our underfunded tourism board has decided to attempt to breathe new life into? Okay. You all right with that? Bring it on. All right. I'm so drunk, I don't understand what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Good lad. This is all supposed to be in Welsh. All right. Um, well, this first example may be a bit of a shock to you, but it should only affirm the nobleness of our cause and the long and rich history of the practice. Mr. Hardy pulls out a pamphlet out of his Jans pack. Like a Jan sport bag? Yes. Yeah, uh, I had one of them in high school. And hands it over. I only made it to eighth grade because I was such a drunker. You were so drunk, yes, okay. <laughs> You're really driving point the whole thing. Well, you know, when I'm not drunk, I like sleeping. <laughs> I need money, so let's, uh, let's get to eating. Where's the, uh, when's the feast start? <laughs> Have another slice of bread. No. Mr. Hardy pulls a pamphlet out of his Jan's pack and hands it over to a nearly unconscious Welsh Cory. Do you know who Jesus Christ is? Welsh Cory jolts up to attention and surprisingly clearly belts out, I don't have any money to give. Okay. No, no, it's okay. I'm not looking for donations. I read a prop. <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm merely trying to explain to you that Jesus of Nazareth was Nazareth Nazareth Jesus of Nazareth was <laughs> in fact a sin eater. He was in fact the first sin eater. He consumed the sins of all of his people in one go. Unfortunately, due to his flair for the dramatic, he died an incredibly violent and horrifyingly painful death in order to do so. Had a level-headed and practical Welshman been among his flock, then perhaps a more rational outcome would have seen the same result. But alas. Those were the early days. He was doing his best, and our noble profession did have to start somewhere. His penitents later on did kind of start to get the idea, however, though I suppose in a sort of reverse, the eating of bread and drinking of wine. Hmm. I have wrote down I like drinking wine. You're supposed to look nervously at the bread, Corey. Is it full of sins? Anyway, no. Hang on. Let's continue. Fear not, my friend. All's well. Perfectly well. Let's continue, as I seem to fully have your attention now. This poor carpenter wasn't the only example of early sin eating. On practically the other side of the planet, in early Mesoamerica, an Aztec goddess can't pronounce this. In fact, I have it wrote down as a name that not even a Welshman can pronounce. Tezaka Ototo? Uh, what? That sounds Japanese. Not, well, it's Aztec, apparently. Uh -huh. So uh, this Aztec goddess was happily gobbling up the sins of the soon-to-be deceased. Uh, this ancient deity, who we will call Tanya, because I haven't the faintest idea how to this sequence of nonsense sounds. Old Tanya. Me, yes, you've heard of Tanya, right? Yeah. Welsh okay. She used to frequent a pub I went to. <laughs> Could never keep it up because I, I just... was too drunk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. Where's my spot? Um, so... <laughs> We're going to call her Tanya. And she was the goddess of the following. Uh, vice, purification, steam baths. That's a sin? Well, I mean, I guess it depends on who you're in there with. Lust and filth. I mean, you're... Can you oh, recognize yeah. those? Okay. I love booze. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't give me much to work I with. I know. I told you this is an experiment. <laughs> so she had yeah, lust, filth, and a patroness of adulterers. 
According to that's according to her uh, very brief Wikipedia entry. Um, her name translates to sacred filth. You're and shaking it, the table with your foot. Oh, thank you, <laughs> Drunk Corey, for telling me. <laughs> so it was uh, the job of Tanya to literally consume the filth of her devotees. A follower of Tanya was afforded the opportunity at the end of their life to make a confession of their sins. After hearing this confession, Tanya would, as I mentioned, eat his filth. Isn't that wonderful, Corey? Mmm, filth. Okay, chin up. Tanya actually reminds me of maybe the best comparison I've heard thus far of how a sin eater stands in relation to the sin, the sinner, his or herself. Um, maybe stands isn't the right word. Sits maybe closer to the mark. And I wish I could claim this, but I cannot. Okay. This is the, so, let us imagine that our everyday common good-natured Welshman nearing the end of his long and mostly virtuous life. Yes, along the way, he's had his share of disreputable stretches. And maybe a misdeed here or there along the way, but all in all, an existence that he or she can look back upon and say in sing-song Welsh, I ain't one side bad, was it? <laughs> yep. So, <laughs> I, that's exactly how it sounds. Okay. <laughs> so, here, so here they are at the doorstep to glorious heaven and eternal life and come to find out, wouldn't you know it, there's no bathrooms in heaven. Or a loo. What kind of heaven is that? Just, you know, hang on. Okay. Or a, a loo. You would be in blood. hell. I know. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to get through this. That's why I'm not drinking my coffee. Oh, okay. Um, not only are they confronted with this unsettling reality at the very last moment, but they are also told that every single one of their sins over the course of their entire lives was the existential equivalent of a deep-fried chalupa washed down with a four loco. Yeah, getting that? Okay. As this harsh realization dawns upon our fellow countryman and his proud Welsh belly clenches in sudden agony, he slowly looks up and sees his salvation, standing upon a pedestal bathed in a warm glow of porta potty. And this porta potty, Corey, you pitiful drunk man, <laughs> this porta potty is you. Do you see now? I am the toilet. Yes, you're the toilet. Yes. <laughs> Hey, if it pays well. We're going to get to that. Um, I want to cover one more favorite, uh, personal favorite of mine, like what a sin eater can be. Oh, is this uh, something you've done on the weekends? <clears throat> sin eating? Yeah. Well, I wish I could aspire to this guy I'm about to tell you about. He's, uh, oh, I, here we go. Comparing yourself to Jesus. We know it's that, Jesus. It's even better. <laughs> Lastly, okay, my personal favorite example of what a senator can be, though I hold no illusions of you, Welsh Corey, let me make that clear, rising above the station of an outdoor toilet, this guy's a virtuoso of filth consumption. Had you not been, <laughs> this doesn't make sense because now you're talking, uh, had you not been born an abandoned bastard and had been considered worth teaching to read, then maybe you would have had the good fortune of stumbling upon the great Stephen King's nonfiction bestseller, The Green Mile. I'm talking, of course, of John Coffey, the sin eater perfected. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah all right. Yes. He could not only consume the sins of the living, but any misdeed done to them. His towering form could manifest what the Welsh refer to as bad juju into the cloud into a cloud of black flies that he would inhale and with no regard to his own well-being keep inside of himself so as to relieve the burden from another unless your misdeed took the form of a urinary tract infection in which case if you remember he grabbed right a hold of your dick and draw the infection out through his oven mitt sized palms uh, last bit making him especially popular in areas surrounding college dorms I, uh, I uh, uh, yeah, Tom Hanks is still recovering from that. <laughs> he used to do the best movies. Uh -huh. Remember, what the hell was it? Bachelor Party. Uh oh yeah with yeah. the donkey yeah money pit be, yeah he used to be a real piece of shit in all of his movies yeah yeah anyway, um so now that you've got a better understanding of uh, how our professions past and present, let's get down to brass tacks. Here's what will be expected of you if I am satisfied with the outcome of this interview. Okay. Upon the death of a congregate, uh, under the watch of you, Corey, as Gargleshire's potential sin eater, you will be called forth to give them peace as their corpse is laid upon a beer. <laughs> Welsh Corey perks up at this. No, not a, a beer. Not a beer. Joke's on you. I've already drank 12 beers <laughs> during this interview. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hammered. Can't you tell? You sound great. <laughs> I'm I'm well conditioned. 
I believe functioning alcoholic is the term. I didn't think about that. I guess, yeah, if you've been drinking your entire life, yeah. then maybe you wouldn't be like a sloppy yeah. fall down drunk. Yeah, I'm well put together. That's why I'm you wearing probably... a suit <laughs> with no underwear. <laughs> I should have coached you before. This. Yeah, that, that would have helped a little bit. But you, you gave me enough ammo, and I am <laughs> fucking shooting for the moon here. Anyway, <clears throat> after the body has been cleansed and laid on the bier... Uh, you will be presented with a loaf of bread or a sin cake mm. into, <laughs> into which every no-no this man or woman has ever done will be absorbed. You will then eat this bread and with it all the sins of the deceased, allowing them to enter the kingdom of heaven and damning yourself to an eternity of loneliness, hunger, and despair. Then you will be heavily coached uh, how to give the prayer that you will likely fudge, uh, though now after talking to you, I don't think you will. I think you're going to do pretty good. I think I could just tell you to say anything, and you'll say it. Well, you know, years ago, a friend of mine actually made me a sin cake for my birthday. It was a giant set of fake boobs. It was a boob cake. Yeah, big old sin Who cake. Who did that? A <clears throat> uh, friend, of, friend of ours. Boobs aren't a sin. Uh, our friend uh, lives in Texas now, so, yeah. Well, okay, so you kind of have an idea of where this is going. Rough idea, yes. All right. Thanks for uh, the boob cake, by the way. <laughs> it's delicious. <laughs> or okay. sin so cake. After you, you, are, you, uh, you are to consume the sin cake, and uh, you say a prayer, and um, afterward you can wash down the no-no bread with a cup of beer. Um, I have written here that you're supposed to look very nervous now. At the bread? No. But nope, you don't seem to okay, be half of it. phased by any of this at all. Nope. So, so I guess <laughs> that about sums it up. Um, I guess you're probably wondering what uh, sort of salary we're talking about here. Yeah, let's hear it. Um, I won't lie to you. It's not great. There is, of course, the complimentary bread and beer with each ritual. Uh, mm-hmm. That's included. No need for you to provide your own. Uh, so bright side, you're receiving a free meal every time a local passes on. Okay, right, right on. Yep, I'm, I'm yep. cool with that. Okay. Uh, won't, won't remember because I'm so drunk. Yes, you sound absolutely <laughs> plastered. Uh, this, of course... <laughs> This, of course, will not win you many friends. Uh, in fact, uh, chances lean toward you being locally hated by nearly everyone. I was going to say, it doesn't matter. Everyone hates me. Yeah, you're just such a drunk. <laughs> but get this. <laughs> she liked the direction this is going. Uh, this is... <laughs> I'm. Well, we'll see where it ends up uh but get this not only are we offering a free meal of cold beer and warm or cold bread and warm beer every time a neighbor of yours uh shits the bed but we pay you as well and not only that but in keeping uh with tradition you will be paid the equivalent of your 17th century brethren uh, the agreed upon price to be paid unto you will be six pence per ritual uh the equivalent in dollars today or whatever we use as monies here in wales uh comes out to about a dollar and 86 cents yeah yeah that's all right that's uh, a beer <laughs> That's and, a pounder of that's that's a natty daddy pounder down to the Seven Eleven. That'll get me through the day. <laughs> and to really sell you on the uh, future that you're being offered here today, I'm willing to round it up to an even two dollars. Oh, even better! Oh, I I can get two. Well, uh, of course, this is before union dues and local taxes. So you're looking at like, uh, well, I, I hate fifty six cents. I'd like to thank you for the offer, but I'm already part of the local four twenty. And local sixty nine can fuck right off. Well, uh, you might not have a choice there. I know they're buddy. meme numbers. Yeah, I get no, it. no. I, I mean, you might already. Oh, because I already ate bread. Well, hang on. Let's finish <gasps> the rest of this interview. Uh, you're um, going, yeah, I mean, we're a half hour in now. <laughs> Picking up on all this. <laughs> Uh, you don't have to say I, I know what your answer is, my friend. Unfortunately, though, Corey, you may not have a choice. You see, on my way to our meeting today, I may have made a small detour. Uh, you yep. remember your former neighbor, uh, Andrew Fleming Hawk? Yeah, I accidentally killed him in a drunken accident. Oh, God. Okay. Did you really write that? <laughs> he was two dumpsters down from you. Um, he was the uh, thin man that was responsible for all those upper deckers at the Dunkin' Donuts on Bullshit Noise Avenue. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, he got me kicked out of there. Well, I uh, sadly he passed away. Apparently, you killed him. Is that what you just? No, it's neither here nor there. Go All on. right. Well, uh, I know this because <laughs> I attended his very lonely funeral this morning. Mm-hmm. I brought a gift, um, a loaf of Portuguese Portuguese saloio bread. I held it above his cold body and said a prayer for the wretched man. And into this loaf of Portuguese saloio bread was absorbed every upper decker poor Andy ever deposited at that Dunkin' Donuts. So you see, Corey, I haven't left you with much of a choice. 
The bread, Corey. The bread from only moments ago, though it seems like you picked up on that a while ago. Uh, you've already consumed Andy's upper decker. You've and- got, got more. Time <laughs> <laughs> to come around. It's pretty good. <laughs> and your career as a sin eater has already begun. At this, Corey's lips turn into a smile. He thought the bread had tasted familiar. Yeah. So now you're a sin eater, and you don't seem bothered by it. No, no. My Told egg- you, I, I had a sin cake a long time ago. So I spit bread all over the pop filter. How was it? You said you didn't like it, and you've already eaten half of that one slice of it's, bread. Um, it's different. A little dry? No, it's, I I don't know. It, it tastes dry initially, but then it gets kind of doughy. I got it, because it was that or rye bread. But I mean, I'm gonna, I got a piece half eaten. I'm just going to be nice and finish it. Okay, well, I appreciate that, because I spent like $4 on that loaf of bread. Yeah. You, you'll use it up. So a sin eater. Yes. You have the shit job of pretty much ingesting everyone's bad yes. vibes. Yep, and it was usually, it really, that's why I uh, made Welsh Corey a drunk, um, a very, very literate drunk. Uh, yeah. Is that? High-functioning drunkard. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't tell me I couldn't be. <laughs> it was uh, typically, um, yeah, like somebody who was fucking unemployable, like could not get work doing anything else, was <clears> so desperate for anything like yeah they got six pence but it was shit yeah but they'd get like they'd literally like somebody would die and they'd get to eat bread and have a beer but just they were to all- suck up yeah so so the family would feel better like well at least that poor soul's taken all his you know our exactly. our loved ones yep. and they really shit. did think that if your soul or if your sins weren't taken on by someone else mm-hmm. then you couldn't go to heaven so you would just wander like literally the village would be full of ghosts they just yeah. wander the lanes and the cemeteries and all that stuff very thankless job um it made me think of like executioners you know oh like yeah everybody yeah. hated their guts like they needed them yeah but they were like uh expelled from like social circles and stuff like that they wouldn't invite them over to dinner they wouldn't talk to them they were outcasts but all right it sounds like an awful job yeah that does not sound enjoyable you were an excellent drunk Thanks. Well done. <laughs> I tried really hard. <laughs> if you can't tell, I, I gave it my... You really got into the yeah, character. Yeah, did I Did I win a... What is it? A, a Tony and an Oscar? A, I'll tell you what. You Emmy. won a slice of Portuguese saloyo bread. Uh, I, I, a win's we'll a win. We'll probably get a Webby for this. Oh, a Webby? Yeah, isn't that thing? <laughs> I think so, yeah. Yeah, I'll get a, I'll get a Webby for showing everyone my Tubi. <laughs> Sin eating it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's, yeah, that's, uh, that that's my job. That does not enjoyable. No, it sounds absolutely <laughs> horrible. The last sin eater, I think, died in like 1906. Oh, really? Yeah, they went, actually went, a went while. for quite a while. Huh. Yep. yep. Damn. And he was not a shitbird. He lost three of his kids uh, in like three weeks or so something So just had like, like nothing to lose. No wife. Yeah. All his kids died. And he just it. like, yeah. Yeah. He was that does depressed. not sound good. Well, you left me about 10 minutes to finish the entire show and get my story out, so <laughs> let's see how this goes. <laughs> no, that was interesting. That was cool. Uh, yeah, like I said, I had seen, like, I was going through lists, and I remember seeing that, but I didn't, like, read much about it. Yeah, it was well, very thankless. If, yeah, in the interest of time, I will, uh, I'll tell you later what I was going to do. Okay. <clears throat> All right, so would you like to hear my story about a, a job from the past that's yes. probably not one you would really want today? Well, we'll get into that, but all right. Well, okay, no, never mind. All right, so you're driving home after a wonderful dinner you just had with your friends at the local Indian restaurant in town. You make that last turn down your street, and it hits you. The icy chill crosses your neck, and the cold sweat starts forming on your forehead. That massive bowl of chicken curry and two IPAs you had at dinner are ready to vacate your body. And I mean now. Fucking A they are. You have to shit. You step on the gas and start unbuckling your trousers. You pretty much jump from your moving vehicle before jamming it into park. You fumble with your house keys as you unlock the door, clenching your anus with all your might. You bust through the door and leave a trail of keys, coats, and pants all the way to the bathroom. Wait, your keys came out of your ass? That- just everything. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Where you finally get to the snow white porcelain god, ready to save your underwear from sure destruction. Your ass hits the seat in the nick of time as your body loses six pounds of weight in two seconds flat. 
You made it, but just barely. See, that's the Corey I wanted for the story. Hey, I've been saving it. I'm saving it for this. It's late. It's a weeknight. You're only getting so much out of me. As you start to catch your breath and come to terms with what just happened, you finally get the strength to wipe and flush the toilet. But as you flush, something odd happens. Your poo doesn't go away. It just kind of rises a little higher in the bowl. You flush again, and again it creeps closer to the rim. In a panic, you begin to plunge the toilet, but to no avail. And the cold realization hits you. You haven't got your septic tank pumped in years. And now all of your trash shoot treasures are coming back to visit. Your night is ruined. Your weekend is ruined. Worst of all, you have to shit again already. (laughs) But fear not, because we live in modern times. And with a quick phone call, brave men and women will come to your rescue and save you from this shitty situation and have you dumping again in no time. This is actually familiar to both of us. Yes, in the last few years we both had septic problems. But either way. (laughs) So, well... We have a show called Tough Shit, and I'm pretty sure I survived most of my teens and 20s by telling poop and fart jokes. So it really is odd that it took me this long before I actually told a story involving shit. But fear not, because old crapsack Corey is back and ready to tell you all about one of the worst jobs in history, the gong farmer. The what? You'll see. Today's story takes us back to Tudor-era England, which is roughly 1400s to 1600s, where wealthy royals and lowly peasants were now living closer together in booming cities due to the growing economy and optimism flourishing throughout the country at the time. But good cheer and higher wages wasn't the only thing flowing through the cities. That's right. So was the shit and piss from every person crammed into these sprouting population centers. And all of that shit and piss needs a home. Now, dealing with human waste wasn't a new problem at this point in history. It's been an issue since people have been congregating as far back as the caveman days. But by the 1400s, mankind was beyond clunking their dates on the head with a club or dropping a deuce in the corner of their cave. No, sir. We are sophisticated, intelligent, and civilized by this point in time. Never mind the lead tooth fillings and public executions. We were getting smarter. And smart people don't just leave their poop lying about the front lawn. Smart people now dig huge cesspits on their property for waste removal, or massive public latrines are placed throughout cities to catch everyone's crap. But all that brown gold doesn't just vanish once it goes into the ground. Even though these pits were designed to leach out liquids, only leaving the solids behind, still, eventually that hole is going to fill up, and that is where the hero of today's tale comes into play, the gong farmer. Gong, you say? You're probably thinking of that giant brass cymbal thing that gets hit during the most exhilarating part of a Broadway play, like during that scene in Phantom of the Opera, where that fucking toothless, creepy-looking stalker finally takes his mask off. But you would be mistaken. they had a gong in Phantom of the Opera? During the actual Broadway... Yeah, I went to Toronto and watched it. I don't remember that. You, you probably didn't see it. It was probably off stage. Uh, okay. You know, there's a whole orchestra I remember a gong noise. I just yeah. didn't know what it made it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, gong is the term that comes from the Old English term gang, which means to go. Gong also refers to the cesspit in the contents itself, like, you know, the shitter. Like I've never heard of this. No. Yeah. Well, you're hearing about it now. I would have made a good gong farm. Oh, just wait. <laughs> I'm kind of a gong farmer. We pick yeah. up dog shit. Yeah, well... The gong farmer was the lucky soul who got the job of clearing out cesspits and latrines once they became too full. They had the typical 9 to 5 working hours we all know of. Well, it was actually 9 p.m. to 5 a.m. because nobody wanted to see someone shoveling human shit on their lunch break in the middle of the day, thus also giving the gong farmer the other name they were known by of Nightmen. Which actually sounds pretty cool. <laughs> sounds like a fucking like yeah. super hot male prostitute. <laughs> Imagine answering that help wanted ad like, Nightmen, huh? Sounds kind of sleek and mysterious. What do yeah. I do? <laughs> you imagine ordering a Nightman thinking it's a prostitute? Yeah. He shows up yeah. covered in shit. <laughs> uh, I see you got Nightmen. <laughs> so... The, the gong farmer. It's like if Mega Blocks did like a Batman set and they couldn't call it Batman. They like call Justice it Nightmen. Call it the Nightmen. <laughs> I love it. Just okay. shitty old latrines. Yeah. yeah. 
The gong farmers would usually work in teams to accomplish the daunting task of clearing out a town or large manor cesspit in one evening. The team would start by dismantling any wooden boards and makeshift seats around the pits to expose the raw material. Sometimes these boards would break due to rot, and nightmen would plunge to a very shitty death, pun intended. After the pit was exposed, the first brave soul known as the Hole Man would be lowered by rope down into the literal shithole, where he would then stand knee or waist deep, shoveling human waste with a haggard wooden shovel into buckets, praying that his rope doesn't break. Or he doesn't die from methane gas asphyxiation, which was a common hazard of the job. From there, the second chap, called the Rope Man, would hoist each bucket up one at a time using long strands of rope, sloshing crap the entire way up where he would then pass it off to the third poor bastard known as the Tub Man. Oh, God. Oh, yep. me think of. <laughs> the Tub Man would load up a large tub or vessel that was usually mounted on a pull cart. And from there, the tons of shit that was now handled three times at this point could finally be hauled outside of the city limits and properly disposed of. <laughs> I just, I have to say, if I was, like, not me personally, but if somebody were to order a night man and to your hotel, and they're like, well, do you want the whole man, the rope man, or the tub man? I mean, it would be a tough choice. Probably go with the whole man, but maybe, <laughs> maybe yeah, I'd go to the rope man. <laughs> or i just put them both in the tub. Uh, okay. All right. Gong farming was definitely a bad job to have, and to add insult to injury, most jurisdictions would require the nightmen to live in their own little communities outside of the town because, well, they fucking stunk. And most of them were riddled with disease and illness from working in cesspits for their entire lives. The nightmen were also barred from trading with the locals due to the fears that their goods they were peddling potentially came from the bottom of latrines. <clears throat> Even though they were ridiculed for their line of work, most nightmen actually took the job quite seriously and were very professional about it, even if they were covered in literal shit night after night. They also got paid for their work quite handsomely, because let's be honest, you would have to pay anyone a lot to do that job. The nightmen were also known to do a little side hustling for extra cash. Once they were outside the city limits, they would sometimes sell everyone's crap to local farmers for crop fertilizer. This grade A dung was also known as night soil. Kind of brings a new meaning to the term humanure. Jesus. Is that a term before humanure? The only way I know that is there's a band called Cattle Decapitation and they have an album called Humanure. <laughs> <laughs> so But it gets it gets nastier. So they would also sell any pooled liquids that might collect off to local tanneries for leather making. That whole legend of leather workers using shit piss to tan hides back in the day. Never heard of it. That was true. No shit. They had to fucking shrink it. So, urea. Why would they do that? To tighten it up. No, why would, but it, the shit and piss would do it? Like the piss water, the shit piss yeah, water. Yeah, that would, no kidding. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. So, though the job of the gong farmer was degrading, it was still quite necessary to maintain a safe and sanitary civilization back in the day. But, like a fart in the winds of history, the job of the gong farmer pretty much became non-existent by the 1800s, with the advent of modern plumbing, sewer systems, water closets, and digging machinery, the hard uh, labor handwork of shit removal was long gone. Sort of. Today we still have to deal with human waste, but we have technology and machinery on our sides. Uh, With cities being able to utilize large sewage treatment facilities, and vacuum trucks to service us uh, country bumpkins who still have septic tanks, I'd say we're doing way better than having to sell our human Lincoln logs to local farmers. So, next time you get a rude customer at your retail job or your boss tells a triggering joke that hurts your feelings, just be glad you're not knee-deep in human shit trying not to splash any in your mouth as you shovel it up, all while fighting off suffocation from noxious fumes as full buckets of that prized night soil drip down your neck as it's hoisted up over your head. The end. That's disgusting. Yep. Ah, the old God. gong farmer. So I was technically a gong fong, gong, 
Gong man? Gong, gong farmer. I was a gong farmer in the basement of the mason jar. You were a gong so, farmer, I mean, yeah. I can say that now that they're closed, though. I guess if I had said that like with a current restaurant, like, then probably the health department would come down on them. Probably. Gong so, man. Yeah, gong. Yeah, so what was it? So you had septic problems two years? A year? Two years ago. It was middle yeah. of February. Mandy came running into the bedroom, and it backed up into the shower. Mm-hmm. It was awful. And I, I had know. to dig it up. Yeah. Oh, well, the summer before, I had the same problem. That's my, right. My baffles were clogged up, luckily, and had to find it and dig it up. We were we were old gong farmers. I've, uh, I've, uh, I try to poop at work more now. Me too. Yes. Yep. And I'm not concerned about their septic, yep. which I'm pretty sure is just a <laughs> barrel on the ground. Uh, actually, I, I, my body is so conditioned that even on weekends, if I have to, like, go near my place of employment, like, I'm in a dump there. Oh, yeah. What, yeah, yeah, I'll just, stop in and be like, that's it. I, why use your own, <laughs> right? It's oh. like it's like, uh, it's like renting a car. You don't care yeah. about it. So there's a fun side story to this, too. And this was just happenstance. This last week uh, at my job, I uh, – so I, I we didn't talk about this at the beginning, but at my job, I work for a construction company, and I do uh, – I say work for, but like I do stuff in the office, I do stuff in the field, I do stuff in the warehouse, I just bounce around. But anyway, I had to go to a job site and there was two porta potties and there was multiple job sites going on at this place. And so I had to get the telehandler and scoop up a porta potty and drive it over to Is another. It full? Oh, yeah. Ugh. It had been getting used. So there was two of them at a job that was winding down and the, another job that was starting up, you know, like 200 yards away. I went over with the machine and picked it up and I'm I'm driving and I'm like, holy fuck, I'm like the tub man right now. Like, oh, God, driving, the tub man. Yep, driving a, a shitter full of shit over to this other <laughs> job site. So at the point where I was like, I got to get a picture of this. So I got a picture for our Instagram this oh, week. Oh, good. Yep. Because I don't want my face on anything <laughs> right, right now, now. yeah oh, we God. both look kind of oh, rough very haggard <laughs> that's fantastic yeah i yeah. love poop stories hey, well yeah like i said it's it's always a it's always a salad to go with jokes about like poop oh, and fart a pun uh, it is now um that's uh yeah i really enjoyed that a lot i yeah oh yeah I Digging up your own septic definitely is a humbling experience. It is. It's nice to see where all your ugly bits go. Yep. You're kind of, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'm very cautious. <laughs> yeah, you get an understanding of how it actually works, like you know, those systems. Fuckers, I remember now why that would always back up in the basement. The sewer would always back up. It's because the fucking people upstairs would flush their tampons in the mm-hmm. So if you're flushing your tampons down the toilet... Stop. Stop it. Stop For doing God's it. sakes, there's a 14-year-old boy somewhere who's trying to suck him up with a shot bag. <laughs> Fucking A. Think of the poor boy in but a restaurant. A, uh, listener, though, thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. Thanks Just for don't listening. flush, your tampons. flush your tampons. Throw them out. Stop using tampons. Yeah. So um, there was something else with the poop story I was going to ask you. I would like it if we could change the Instagram I, I can't stop picturing her in a gong man as like a small Chinese man hitting a gong and just hit. Nope. Nope. That's nope, not it. Nope. The gong farmer was. Uh, I had no idea yeah. that that's what that was. Yeah. Maybe that's it, it was nasty. It was fucking nasty because old school, they were just fucking holes in the ground, big pits. They Like I said, they were designed so they would leach liquids okay. out. Yes. So it was mostly just crap, but still it was fucking it's horrible. Crap. Yeah. It's, uh, I thought when you started talking about poop, I thought you were going to do, was it was uh, was it 16th, 17th century? They had like that awful uh, backup in London. Oh, yeah. Right? Like when they're their first sewage systems. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It didn't work very well. No, no. Well, in researching this, I believe it was London. Throughout the entire city, they had only like, it was an incredibly small amount, like thirteen latrines for the entire city. That like, place was a that place public. was a cesspool. Yeah, back in Absolutely the day, disgusting. Like that in Paris, mm-hmm. like old European cities. Researching anything, they were fucking gnarly and they stunk. But so yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's my story. All right. Well, I think we pretty much covered everything. Yeah. I sure as fuck could use crap shack Corey for my story. Next time I'm going to share the script with you. Um, yeah, no, that was that was no. a. <laughs> I had to save my energy for my story. <laughs> you weren't getting it. I'm so tired. I know. 
I haven't had a coffee and two seltzer waters it's a during fucking this. Tuesday night. Like I will be in bed in two hours. Yes, yes. <laughs> it is time for bed. Oh, oh fuck. Well, yeah, I think we have covered. Yeah. We have not covered all the jobs. Uh, as we said earlier, we were going to I guarantee jump back we on this will topic. Do jobs again at some point. I have one. I almost said something about it tonight, but I think I'll wait for a further. Uh, future episode um yeah we're going to be doing more jobs episodes we'll have uh soft serve coming out here in a couple weeks um and then a couple weeks after that we'll have another full length yeah, episode ideally everything goes don't know goes what smooth. subject is gonna be yet but um, if you're listening to this years from now you probably know or months from now or this is the only one you're gonna listen to and you're gonna stop are you gonna say <laughs> God, what have I done? Yeah, I, have, exactly. I have wasted an hour and six minutes of my life. Oh, we're still within. We're yeah, we're, yeah, we're, we're doing 10, all right. right. We're doing all right. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. So, I guess this is the part of the show where we babble through the outro, trying to figure out what how to end this. And um, oh, hey, I had a I had a quick thing I wanted to, to end on. Mm-hmm. What would be your ideal job? My ideal job. Yes. You're looking at it. I'm with you. Yeah. Fucking ice cream bookstore. Or no, no. podcaster. <laughs> That's right, podcaster. You're looking. Am, am I in an ice cream shop? I've had a tremendous bookstore? amount of ice cream lately. Um, Your hips are telling me that. Well, actually, because my breasts are getting larger. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, I I would say the ex- absolute same thing. Yeah, this would be great. Or anything in this room, you know, any job in Corey's spare bedroom, sitting down. Yes. Anything along those lines. I will say, in some of the things I've learned of people who have pursued careers with podcasts or YouTube or any like online thing, almost all of them who are successful or continue to like work hard on it, all say they work twice as much on that as they yes. ever did at any job. Yeah, the same thing. I listened to the adventure before. Now I'm not going about the fucking adventure zone. But yeah, he says the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, A lot of content creators I watch say, and believe it or yeah. not, we actually do work at this. Yes. Yeah, we try. Yes, this we, is we, taking a lot of effort. We give it an effort. Hey, you're getting us on a work night. Yes. If only my mouth would work like my yeah. brain. If it was 10 years ago, we would not be tired right now. No. But we're getting older. <laughs> And you just it is fucking like, deal with it's it. It's eight o'clock. <laughs> I'm no. gonna go home and watch The Handmaid's Tale, and then go to bed. <laughs> I still got a shower. Uh, all right. I got all this saloyo bread. <laughs> I don't know what to do <laughs> with got it. An entire loaf of sin cake here. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I tried to find my Paris uniform, my old oh, uh, you were gonna wear textile it? company I worked for. Yes, and I think it's been donated to somebody. Which is unfortunate. Oh, that is unfortunate. Yeah. I liked that. I was really bad at that job. Yeah, you I've were. I've been bad at a lot of jobs I've done. You had some of the best stories, yes. though. Yes, so, Well, I think... Uh, that it. That's it. Wraps up the show. Um, again, if uh, if you want more of us, we have an Instagram. Please check us out. Give us a follow over there. It is at TS Podcast Official. And if uh, anybody, anybody actually... I don't know if people respond to Instagrams, but uh, if you have... A bad job story, or yeah. like, or what? What's your ideal job? Yeah, um, let's let let's us hear know, it. and we yeah, can talk about something. it because we are gonna continue to revisit um, this subject. Obviously, yeah, maybe yes. you'll get a, a shout out, but yeah. very few people comment. Thirty-two and, people, yeah, listen, something like that. <laughs> um, Either way, thank you all of you who do listen, and please tell sincerely, your sincerely. Thank yes, you. yes, tell your friends, tell your family. Uh, yeah, we're gonna keep it going. We're still having a great time doing this. We'll and... just do it if it's just the two of us. But if people are, yeah, fuck it. it even if no one's listening, <laughs> don't matter. I don't well, give a fuck. I'll sit in Corey's kitchen with headphones on and just talk to him. Yeah, he'll talk to himself in his own kitchen with headphones on. Yes, but not a Bluetooth. Okay. That's stupid. <laughs> All right. Again, thanks. Um, that wraps it up. Hopefully, a couple weeks from now, we got uh, soft serve. Then more episodes after that, and that's it. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye for now. <laughs>